You're listening to the Gospel for Planet Earth podcast. Welcome to the Gospel for Planet Earth podcast. I'm your host, Carl Gessler. I'm in the studio by myself today because my wife, who is normally co-hosting with me, is not only recovering from our uh, giving birth to our sixth child, another girl, um, about three weeks ago, but she's also in the midst of Christmas hosting. So she's still not with us today, but she will be back hopefully within the next week or two to join us on the podcast. But if you're new, welcome. This is the Gospel for Planet Earth. My name is Carl Gessler, as I said, and I am just an average guy, normal guy, have 12 years of education, high school education, um, and I do a podcast because I've read the Bible all my life. I've been a Christian as much as anyone can be all their lives, meaning I grew up in a very strong Christian home reading the Bible and loved Jesus as a kid did until I made that transition as a teenager uh, to having uh, owning my own faith. And then I've been a worship leader since I was 18. I'm now 37, so I've been involved in the church all my life, and I've, I am a self-motivated, um, self-educated theologian. So I spend a lot of time reading the Bible and reading lots of other books, and this podcast is here because in my journey, I've just found that there are better answers than things that I've heard from mainline Christianity, and I think that we need to do better. Um, As a culture, we're losing people in the church, and it's time to change that. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. So today we're going to uh, be—I'm going to be offering you, actually, uh, five other podcast talks. They're they're not necessarily— podcast per se, but there are talks that I found through listening to podcasts that will um, challenge your view of Scripture. It will edify you, though, in a, in a really profound way. I have found that these five talks capture the essence of what I'm trying to do on this podcast. They, they form the foundation for viewing the Scripture in a way that I think is not common, it's not mainstream, but it makes a whole lot more sense of the Bible than what we have heard in evangelical Protestantism over the years. And so um, I'm going to recommend those to you, but I also just wanted to look back a little bit over our past year podcasting and look forward, what are we going to be doing in 2020? This year has been um, a huge year for me, uh, for us, podcasting, because we actually have reached 11,000 plays this year, which is double what we did last year. So I'm very excited about that. I've been podcasting uh, for a number of years now, but it's been been in a number of modes, I'd say. Um, When I began, I first began trying to do a show on local radio, which I raised some support for, but also sponsored myself. Uh, And then I just kind of got exhausted trying to do it that way. And so I moved to just podcasting, but I was also doing it on the side. So I painted houses for a living and then was podcasting on the side. But that we're now about to finish our second year of full-time ministry. So my wife and I and our kids travel around doing a music ministry. I'm also a worship leader here locally, and I've been involved in uh, organizing outreach events um, and evangelism, all sorts of things for a long time. But now we do this kind of thing full-time. We're just fully given over to trying to advance the gospel, the kingdom of God, in every way we can and know how. And so I've been given myself more fully to podcasting uh, over the past year or so. 
So I'm encouraged because this is not, like I said, I didn't go to school for sound engineering. I didn't go to school for for media production. I didn't go to school for theology. This is a self-made show. So uh, for me, 11,000 is, is, is quite a number. And so I want to say thank you for being part of that, for being one of our listeners. And also uh, for those of you who have taken uh, the few minutes it takes to rate and review the podcast, that is very helpful and very encouraging. So if you haven't done that, please just take a minute to do that. Um, if you use an iPhone, you can do it very easily uh, through your through your smartphone, through your Apple um, podcast app. Uh, it just takes a, a couple of minutes and um, it helps more people find the podcast. So if you would do that, I'd appreciate it. So um, one of the most popular episodes last year was the first one we did at the beginning of the year. And one of the reasons it was popular is because I pushed it pretty hard. I shared it uh, very aggressively with a lot of people. It's a really, really powerful story. Um, A girl named Kelsey Garcia uh, from Texas, she shared her testimony, and it is gut-wrenching. The title of the podcast is called You Must Be Born Again. And one of the things I've learned over this past year is that titles really matter when it comes to social media. Um, So I've made a ton of mistakes as far as labeling podcast episodes. I think there are some some amazing episodes over the past couple of years that have been buried beneath um, bad social marketing. So uh, if you are feeling um, a little vigorous about your podcasting, then why not dig back in the podcast uh, history? And um, I I promise you, you'll find some pretty amazing stories in there with uh, a brother, uh, Selman, from Iraq, who who was a former Muslim. He would have been a Muslim sheik, but the Lord healed him of cancer, and he shares his testimony. There's another uh, man named Peter Yasik from the Czech Republic who uh, was locked up um, in Somalia with members of ISIS, and he was nearly killed by them, and yet God rescued him. Um, There's just all sorts of stories over the past couple of years that are are really profound. Um, So I encourage you to check back on those, and I'll be changing, actually, titles um, in order to help people uh, find these episodes more uh, more easily. But this particular episode with Kelsey Garcia called You Must Be Born Again, she wanted that title. That was her preference because that's her personal emphasis. This is what she wants people to know is that you must be born again because it was something she didn't remember being told and didn't really comprehend. And, and then when she did, it changed everything. But that episode has been listened to more than any others but the episode that I think, or one of the episodes that has been most organic in its um, getting traction is one we did just a, a couple months ago with our friend Joanna Kielsen, who came on to talk about some some things that we've raised, some questions, uh, some issues we've raised on the podcast, but also her own questions. We titled it Relearning the Gospel. And that was a very organically popular episode. And I think that that is what we're getting at, and that, and I intend in the in going forward to try to hone in on on that, um, whatever it is about that episode that people are connecting with. Um, there's also one that we did; it's an old one. It was actually a recording from when I did it on the radio, local radio, about universalism. That is very popular um, as well. Without me, without me uh, pushing it, uh, just organically, people find it and and listen to it. And it says something to me about where we're at as a culture, um, as a church culture. I think that um, people are 
are fascinated with Jesus. They're interested in Jesus. They're actually very hungry for Jesus. But when, when we go to mainline Christian churches, we are not finding something that's fascinating. We're not finding something that's engaging to the intellect. We're finding something that seems very worn, um, very repetitive, and very shallow. It's And not just like the people are, it's not that the people are shallow, but the, the teaching is like, it doesn't connect with our soul. And uh, there, I think, is very, there are very good reasons for that. That's why I'm doing this podcast, because I think as we walk through the Bible together, we will discover there, and, and when we have honest de- conversation over it, uh, which is the key, we discover a much more robust message, and we find so much more to talk about than what we usually talk about in a Sunday Sunday school or uh, church service. So we're trying to create space here that we can talk about these things. So one of the things I'd like from you is to just, what are, what are your questions about the Bible? What are your questions about God? What are the things that bother you about uh, mainline Christianity? We want to know what those things are because we want to address those uh, those issues. So the first talk that I want to recommend to you has to do with Genesis. It made sense to start here because Genesis is the foundation for the whole Bible. I found uh, I, I came across John Walton's work a number of years ago. Um, his book, The Lost World of Genesis 1, was just, uh, in, well, it was enthralling, but it's actually written kind of technically it, it, like a simple textbook almost. Um, but basically, the argument is that we have read Genesis um, as a book to we wanting we've wanted Genesis to explain to the world how material things came into being, and his main argument in that foundational book is that the Bible isn't telling you about material or origins; it's telling you about purpose and meaning. Uh, that the Bible is not written to to endorse a a particular scientific perspective. That's just not the agenda of the Bible. And so reading his book freed me up to really look at the the book of Genesis in a whole new way and just say, what were the writers trying to say? Because I've always read it, uh, looking for arguments to support creation and seven days as opposed to believing in evolution. And, you know, I was raised to think that way. I grew up reading the Creation Magazine from Ken Ham. Um, and so just like a literal seven days, and that's anything other than that is denying the faith pretty much. And, uh, you know, if that's what the Bible really taught, that would be fine. But actually, I don't think that the original writers of Genesis had any agenda like that. And because we've been so focused on that as when we read Genesis, we want we want to use it to back up our creationist, or our, I shouldn't say creationist position, the Bible definitely is a creationist position, but how that creation functions, um, you know, on, from a scientific standpoint, uh, it doesn't hold a position on that. And and so it, we, uh, John Walton's work really frees us up to, to say, what is the writer of Genesis trying to say? Because when we bring our own agenda to the text, we, we uh, block our ears from being able to hear the agenda of the writer itself or themselves. And in essence, we don't hear the Bible, even as we're reading it. So in this talk uh, that John Walton gave, it's about an hour long, and it it he just does a great job of giving an overall argument for why we need to rethink we look the way we look at the book of Genesis and why that standard um, 
the idea of taking the Bible at face value, the way we read it in English, just doesn't work. And so I encourage you to check it out. This will, if you've never thought of this kind of thing before, this will rock your world a little bit. But it'll be in a good way, because what we're getting at, what we want, is to understand the Bible, right? So are we really understanding it correctly? Are we willing to set aside what is maybe our agenda in order to hear what the author of the Bible wants to say to us? I, I recommend that we consider that. Uh, and I think this this little talk that John Walton gives uh, will help you along that way. I also want to say that all five of these episodes can be found on my website, which is carlgessler.com, Carl with a K, K-A-R-L-G-E-S-S-L-E-R, or thegospelforplanetearth.com, which is um, all words. There's no numbers in there, but just one one all smushed together, thegospelforplanetearth.com. And uh, so you will see the in the blog post there um, this art th- this collection of uh, podcast episodes for you to listen to. So you can just go to that link and you can listen to them all right there from the page. Uh, so the second one is comes from uh, a podcast called Unbelievable, and I actually have two episodes listed from Unbelievable, which is uh, hosted by Justin Briley, a UK talk show host. Uh, he he actually hosts debates between Christians and non-Christians and sometimes debates between two different Christians of um, different uh, perspectives. He does an excellent job moderating debates, like, better than I've ever heard. And so when you hear uh, debates on his show, you actually get to hear both sides very well. And they it's up to them how well they want to represent themselves, but he lets you hear them even if their position is, in my view, very ridiculous. But this particular episode was um, with a guy named uh, Richard Burridge, who is a scholar, um, also an Anglican, uh, and he wrote a book called What Are the Gospels? And basically he argues that the Gospels are a form of ancient biography. And this is just an excellent thing to uh, to think about as we read the Gospels. I used to think of the Gospels as basically being the eyewitness account of the disciples, and obviously Luke does say this is these are stories from eyewitnesses, uh, eyewitness accounts. But I read them more just like a, like these were video recordings, like a scribe was just documenting everything that happened, like a play by play, instead of someone actually collecting material and ordering it in a particular way so that you would see certain things about the person uh, of which they're writing. And so I never thought of editing. I never thought of intentionality in the authors. It was more like God wrote this book, because that was the way I always heard about it, you know, like God wrote the Bible, um, which was actually kind of confusing when you think of the four different Gospels and how sometimes the details seem to contradict. Sometimes uh, there's like overlap in the stories, but a little bit, one's a little bit different. You know, there's two people in this story, there's only one person in that story, and then John's Gospel is completely different uh, in in its whole feeling and vibe. So, you know, what what do we do with that? Understanding the Gospels to be a form of ancient biography just helps us wrap our minds around uh, what we're reading and helps us to think of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as individuals with a desire to tell us a specific message. And when we do that, it really brings the Bible, so to speak, down to earth uh, in a way where you can understand, oh, Matthew was a, a human being like me, and he has an agenda, and I want to hear what he has to say, rather than um, this holy book kind of dropped out of the sky 
And if it's confusing, um, you know, what what can you say about that? Because supposedly God wrote it, and you can't, like, you can't read between the lines in, in a situation like that because, uh, you know, that's like trying to add words to God, and doesn't the Bible say in Revelation that you'll be destroyed if you add words to God? Anyway, the point is, asking the question, what are the Gospels, seems, I'm sure to some people, like, no, duh, everybody should think of that, but I never did think of that for most of my uh, growing up years. It wasn't until somewhere in my 20s that I began to think about uh, questions like that, and it's really helped me to understand the Bible better by doing it. So in this podcast episode, Professor Richard Burridge defends his argument that the Gospels are an ancient form of, of biography, and it's a great conversation, so check that one out. And then I know if you've listened to this podcast for any amount of time, you've heard me talk about N.T. Wright, and I could recommend pretty much everything um, I've listened to from N.T. Wright, which doesn't necessarily mean that I agree with everything, although I do agree with an awful lot. Um, But just that, um, you know, where do you start? There is actually a podcast series called Ask N.T. Wright Anything. Um, And if you don't know, N.T. Wright was on my podcast um, back in 2018, and uh, you can find that in the archives as well. And I asked him my own personal questions, which was really amazing, just just that he was so accessible because I'm a nobody and um, don't have like a huge following in the podcast, but he didn't even ask about that. He was just willing to answer my questions. So just really um, appreciated that and admired that. But he is now doing a podcast with uh, Justin Briley, which is just people sending in questions and him answering it. And he did a particular one on heaven and hell. That's what he gets asked about all the time, because he wrote a book called Surprised by Hope, in which he makes the argument that um, the hope of the Christian was not going to heaven when we die. I mean, that's part of it. When we die, we are with Jesus, but the end goal is not heaven, but a renewed earth. It's heaven coming to earth, and it's a resurrection of the body. And so, Oftentimes, one of the things people ask him is, so if heaven isn't the ultimate destination, what about hell? So in this particular episode, he he addresses questions that people raise concerning heaven and hell. So it's a great introductory um, podcast to the the thought and world of N.T. Wright. So I encourage you to check that out. And I, if I were you, I would go ahead and subscribe to that podcast in general because um, I think it's every two weeks it comes out and it's about 30 minutes excellent stuff. Uh, So I encourage you to check that out. Not too long ago, I was in a training for Child Evangelism Fellowship, which is an organization that's been around for a long time. I think Dwight Moody, the famous evangelist from Chicago, uh, was, I think, part of the founding of that. But they, what they do is they go into schools and they start Bible clubs in the schools and they teach people about Jesus. And so I was going through it, um, I was considering getting involved in it, uh, and so they did this this training and it, where they do the the book without words and they explain the gospel through this book without words, and ultimately I had to decide. I one I didn't have time for it, but also I just didn't. I am not really satisfied with the way that they present the gospel. Um, it's it's all about getting to heaven. It's all about Jesus gets killed instead of us, so we get to go to heaven. That's in essence the message. It doesn't make enough room for discipleship. It doesn't answer a lot of questions, and it actually misrepresents a number of things. And so uh, I was having this conversation with somebody over this who was involved in it, and they said, you sound like Scott McKnight. You must have read his book, Jesus Creed, and I actually have never read 
anything by Scott McKnight, but because of that, I looked him up and I found this podcast he does called Kingdom Roots, which is another podcast I would recommend you subscribing to, but I find it very interesting. Uh, But I found a lecture on there called The King Jesus Gospel, and listening to it, it I just said, yes, this is exactly what I'm getting at, only this guy is more learned and better spoken, so um, I encourage you to check it out. Uh, he has more oomph behind what he says because he is a very um, knowledgeable, educated person. He's also very engaging. He's a very uh, personal, personable um, individual. So his overall message is that the gospel is, again, like N.T. Wright, it's not about getting to heaven, but it's about an, an announcement that Jesus is king. So this last one is, again, from the Unbelievable Archives uh, with Justin uh, Briley. And this one may seem weird because it has to do with the question of Israel and whose land uh, does the land of Israel belong to. Um, The current state of Israel is supported by many people in the evangelical West. uh, And this is a matter of like, you know, if if you don't think that Israel should get the promised land, um, as marked out in some places in the scripture, then you've denied the gospel to a lot of people. That is why I think that this is a an important and foundational episode to listen to. Um, so uh, it's a conversation between um, a Palestinian Christian and a Jewish Christian from New York City, and they they debate over the land of Israel. Why I think you need to listen to this podcast episode is because um, Dr. Salim who is the uh, the brother from Palestine, is extremely well-spoken. He's also deeply passionate, and you can hear the tension in this conversation. Uh, the Palestinian people, particularly the Palestinian uh, church, is one of the most overlooked people group maybe in the world because they're not supported by many Christians who actually think that they shouldn't be in the land of Israel because they believe God, because they believe that Israel should possess the land that they live in. I think that the the fact that many Christians think this way about Israel reflects that we haven't really understood what Jesus has done in the death and resurrection. It actually not only does violence to the Palestinian people to to think that God demands us to give their land to somebody else, but it also shrinks down the promises made to Abraham, which uh, Paul says in Romans that God promised Abraham the whole world. And I know probably the fact that I said um, taking their land, meaning the Palestinians' land, that's already offended some people, uh, just saying that. So, uh, But w- what I'm saying, and why I think I, you should listen to this podcast episode, is not because I think um, the Israelite people should be kicked out and it should all be given to the Palestinian people. Uh, you know, the whole situation there is very complicated. It's extremely complicated and sad. Um, and both parties, Israeli, um, Israelite people and Palestinian people, need to be understood and need to be protected and need to be cared for. My point is that there, uh, I don't believe that the Bible teaches that there is a mandate for a certain spot of real estate in the middle of the Middle East to be given to people of Jewish ethnicity. If that's how we understand it, we have not understood the message of the Bible. We haven't understood the way the Bible works. Yes, I know that promises were made to the people of Israel where God promised them land, but there are there are things that happened in the story, and actually that promise was always meant to be a signpost towards something greater. 
And that greater thing is what Paul references in Romans when he says that God promised Abraham the entire world. So anyway, if you listen to, uh, we, we're overdue really to do a podcast episode on that. Uh, I haven't done that yet because I guess because I knew it would be pretty controversial. And it's also because it's so controversial, I just want to make sure that I'm prepared for that one. But it is uh, overdue. We need to get to that. And hopefully we will in 2020. But this, um, if, if you listen to this debate, you will hear a very articulate and passionate Palestinian Christian. And that is simply a voice that very few people in the West, in the church, have actually heard. And so that's why I recommend this podcast to you. So that's it for today. Just keeping it simple, wrapping up 2019. Again, thank you for being part of this journey. I hope that you will join us in 2020 for more adventures, because not only um, are we having adventures on this podcast, we're actually going to be traveling around as a family again in 2020. And if you would like to be part of that, uh, then check out our vlog. There are links to all our Uh, online content with YouTube, our Gospel for Planet Earth uh, podcast channel, and our music channel, all under the links, uh, in the the links of the podcast description below today, um, as well as on our website, thegospelforplanetearth.com. One of the reasons we vlog as a family is because I know the world, I, I am from the world of conservative Christianity, and I hold to the morals that I, uh, that I learned there. I believe, um, in, um, the traditional standard of morality. Uh, and I, def- I I fully support that. And I know that some of the things that I say, people are just going to have a knee-jerk reaction of liberal. The reason I know that is because that was my reaction. But I want to demonstrate through this podcast and through our vlog, through the way we live as a family, that we are completely devoted to Jesus. We are committed to holiness. We want the kingdom of God to come and his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm not saying these things because I'm mad at conservatives and I want to live a more liberal Christianity. I'm saying these things because I believe that the truth sets us free and that it's much more complex uh, than I thought it was growing up. And I have found great freedom in the complexity. And I believe that the reason for that is because the truth is in the complexity. And Jesus himself said, that that is what's going to set you free. So that's why we're doing this. Thanks for being with us in 2019. Please join us in 2020. And again, if I could remind you to take a minute to rate and review the podcast so more people will find it in 2020. I'd greatly appreciate it. So thanks for listening. (laughs) 